All right, everyone, welcome to the Toasty Kettle Podcast. My name is James, I'm your host, and today is episode number 33. Now, before I dive in to today's episode, I want to take a minute and wish everyone well and hope that everyone is doing okay and getting through these tough times. So <clears throat> make sure you're staying safe, make sure you're smiling a little bit more and trying to help out people around you. That's always a good thing. So today's episode is going to be all about Basque food in Winnemucca, Nevada, of all places. So there is a thriving Basque restaurant culture in the state of Nevada, apparently. And today we're going to talk with John Arant. He is the owner of the Martin Hotel in Winnemucca, Nevada. And this is an, a hotel that has been converted to a restaurant, and it's been operating since 1878, so they've been around just a few years, and uh, interesting conversation, fascinating conversation with John, super grateful to have him on the show, and let's dive right in. Uh, my name is John Arant. Uh, I own the Martin Hotel uh, in Winnemucca, Nevada. Awesome. And I am super excited for this interview because it's it's just really unique. Uh, and uh, let's go ahead and start in. I have some questions here. Can you tell me how the Martin Hotel got its start? Okay. Uh, I'll give you a little history. You have to start uh, way back. Um, one of the things that you have in your list of questions is the Martin Hotel has been open since 1898. Um, that is an error. That was 20 years ago uh, when some of the research was not complete. Uh, we're still on the National Registry of Historic Sites with 1898 as the date given. But since then, uh, we've discovered that the building was actually built in 1878. It was built originally as a bordello. It's right against the railroad tracks in a very western town, and it just made sense. Mm -hmm. um, the, it remained that way for a few decades. It became an Italian restaurant after the turn of the century. Um, and then in 19, around 1919, uh, a French family out of San Francisco bought the building. Their name was Martin. They named it the Martin Hotel. And what they discovered when they got to, got to Winnemucca is that there was an unfilled need for a rooming house slash hotel for Basque shepherds. Uh, the Basque shepherds had immigrated uh, over a few different iterations into the Western United States, uh, primarily as shepherds. And uh, they were looking for a place where one, they understood the language where they probably had friends from villages close by to them in the Basque country mm -hmm. and where they could connect with uh, a flock of sheep where the, the owners of the sheep would go looking for shepherds to take the sheep out into our desert, let them run out there for a while, fatten them up and bring them back in after a few months for, for market. 
Well, what the the Martin family renovated the building to have 25 rooms. So the shepherd would come back in from um, uh, with the, with having the, the the flock ready for market, be paid, come to the Martin, give the innkeeper his pay. The innkeeper would keep track of it, taking so much off, obviously, for room, mm-hmm. and he would feed them as well. And they would feed at, and they would eat at long communal tables, pass the food around, um, much like they do, like they do in, um, in the Basque country. Um, and that kind of became the style. The okay. Martin remain, the Martin family, uh, by the mid twenties moved back to San Francisco and the building itself and the business itself was owned by a succession of, of Basque families, um, always keeping basically the same style of service and the same hotel arrangement. And that remained up until around 1970. Oh, wow. The, at that point in time, the, the, how would you put it? The, the sheep range, if you will, had turned into a cattle range. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the need for that changed. So there was another series of renovations that actually started in the 50s and turning it back into strictly, by the, by the time 1970 hit, strictly a restaurant. Okay. And that's where we are. Okay. So, yeah, so that, that covered quite a, a bit of ground there with, you know, because that's something that I, <laughs> I've been curious about. Because a lot yep. of a lot of states, you know, their oldest restaurant is ha- has a hotel attached to it, and mm-hmm. today it's mainly just a restaurant where the hotel yep. isn't in service anymore. And so that was right. definitely one question that I had: is is it still a hotel today, or is it just a restaurant? Right, and it, it remains just a restaurant. And with things like um, all the regulations, um, it's an old, old, old building and really could not be retrofitted to go back to being a a hotel. Right, right. Uh, Yeah, and I've seen pictures. It it looks like a – at least from the pictures, it looks fairly small. So putting 25 rooms in there, I'd imagine would be quite a feat. It was a feat, and there is a room. Uh, there, the, the front of the building is small. The restaurant itself only has fifty seats. Mm-hmm. Um, the in towards the back of the building that you don't see, there is uh, another room. Uh, we call it our banquet room, and we can hold fifty people back there for banquets. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it is a small building. Okay, so why Basque food today? You know, historically, there's obviously that connection there, and it, it goes back to the roots of the Martin Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but why does that continue today? Well, it, it continues not just at the Martin here in Winnemucca, but there are probably, I would say, eight or nine Basque restaurants still alive and thriving uh, in Nevada, uh, Boy, uh, Idaho, in Boise area, uh, and then down the Central Valley in California, wherever there were sheep. Mm-hmm. And the tradition became a tradition that the local communities accepted. And the basic tradition is Basque food, where you order your own entree, 
and then you pass the rest of the meal around the table, um, it, it's just a great community type thing. And it's a wonderful experience for travelers mm -hmm. because they get to meet other travelers and they get to meet locals. And it's a, it's, it's a wonderful way to have a conversation while you're having dinner and it just has stuck. It works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, so today even that's what you'll do. You'll sit at, a, a communal ta communal table almost, and just pass things around. Absolutely, that's that's what we do. Yeah, that's interesting. I I have a uh, I, I've been to restaurants like that before, not not Basque restaurants, but it, mm -hmm. it, it sure. does have a different vibe because initially you're kind of like, you know, when you go out, it's just one of those things you, you're kind of seeking being in public, but also being isolated, <laughs> and so. Right. Being it's, in that communal is, yeah. space. Yeah. yeah. The, the Martin and a Basque restaurant, we're not date night restaurants. Right. This is not date night. So right. the, um, and, but we do start the meal off with a carafe of wine mm -hmm. and that kind of serves to break the, the ice a lot. Right. So what is Basque food? That's something that I was not entirely familiar with. I've been looking over menus and trying to understand that a little bit more, but I was hoping sure. maybe you could cover that. Okay. Basque food in the old country is very different from here. Basque food in the old country is very seafood oriented because the Basque country is um, right against the Atlantic. Mm -hmm. um, and the Basques have a long history of being seafarers. Um, as they moved into the West, if you will, they had to adapt to what was here. So Basque cooking, and uh, the, the best example probably is a, is a lamb shank, mm -hmm. and it's cooked in a particular way, um, but it goes to their profession, and it goes to the way the Basque cooking uses wine and garlic in its cooking and roasting um, it turns out to be uh, just a wonderful, uh, a wonderful dish, very Basque. Uh, Basque also have a dish that they call Salomo, which is pork, and there is a pimento and garlic sauce on it. And that's very Basque, right out of, right out of the Basque country. So it is a, but it also includes a particular way of preparing sweetbreads. Um, very unique. I mean, sweetbreads you can get all over the place, but it's a unique <laughs> way of preparing it. Um, so it's that, it's just a little, somebody told me once that Basque cooking is part French, mostly Spanish, but completely garlic. <laughs> you can never go wrong with garlic, right? That's right. Well, that's great. Um, yeah, that's something I, I've done some reading on cod fishing, and that's something that I don't think a lot of people realize with Basque people is just how prolific seafarers they were uh, back in the day and how oh, they yeah. could go long distance and get cod when no one else in on the continent even knew it existed. Uh, and they and they were uh, navigators for some of the great explorers, ocean explorers, um, Magellan and um, uh, Da Gama had Basque navigators. Um, 
so they they were people of the sea. The mm-hmm. the the land of the Basque country is not uh, prolific. It's very mountainous and broken up. Mm-hmm. So they turned to the sea for their for their their work, if you will, and and for their food. Great, yeah. So, when did you take over the Martin Hotel? Okay, I bought the Martin. I retired from a bank um, in 2004 and bought the Martin when I retired. Okay. This is my retirement. And do you have a, a personal Basque connection or did you just – how did you get involved with <laughs> <Okay>. the Martin? <laughs> All right. Um, you have to go back to roots. Um, I'm Nevada, uh, born, uh, raised in Reno and Las Vegas. Okay. Um, worked on the East Coast. Um, after college, the um, but Winnemuc is actually a family home. I never lived here, but parents and grandparents did. Mm-hmm. Um, the baseball fields named after my grandfather, that kind of place. Winnemuc is just a little tiny, little mm-hmm. teeny tiny town. My uncle had owned it with partners uh, for thirty years. Oh, really? And when he was ready to retire, he found me. And I'm I'm certain he tried every other relative he had too, um, <laughs> and uh, it would it seemed natural. It was time to retire. It was you know the old game. You're vested. Why should you continue on with this? Mm-hmm. Um, so it it was a natural thing to get back to Nevada, to get the experience of Winnemucca, and to do something very different from what I had been doing. So. That, that was kind of the combination. It was a family connection that turned into, in my opinion, a, uh, a change in lifestyle. Right. Uh, no, I, I can't think of anything more different from banking than having <laughs> a restaurant, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Well, that's great. So with a restaurant that has been open, I guess, since 1878, right? Right, right. Um. There has to be some crazy stories uh, that have come through over the years. Do you have any that stand out to you, any that are your favorites? Well, probably the one that speaks to the Martin and Winnemucca the best is in in the 1920s. um, Like every other good restaurateur, I guess the owners decided that you know, they had room and they knew how to do it. So they had a, um, they uh, distilled some liquor and had a speakeasy as part of the operation. You could, you, the revenuers found out about it, raided the place, hauled out the casks of whiskey, axed them open, broke them open. And poured the uh, the whiskey down the gutter, and everybody in town came out with their cups and drank it as they went by. <laughs> that's that's probably the most Winnemucca and Martin um, type story. Uh, it's it's just a uh, it speaks to us. Right, right. Um, what has been the secret, in in your opinion, to the longevity of the Martin Hotel, because I've I've interviewed a lot of restaurants, a lot of businesses, mm-hmm. uh, 
over the past year and they've been open some for almost 300 years and mm-hmm. um they they all kind of have that moment in their history where they made a decision that really just set it on the course for that that longevity that that any restaurant would be super happy to have <laughs> okay does does um, something stand out to you with the martin hotel yeah it does um the the secret to the martin is that it has it hit upon a formula very early which was community dining and basque food mm-hmm. um and it stayed with it uh, right now uh, there was a basque family um the uruguans who owned the Martin for about 20 years in the 1950s and 60s. And about one third of our recipes, of our offerings at dinner are still Rosie Uruguay's recipes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the lamb shanks and the side dishes and, and the Salomo and on and on and on. They're her dishes. And they're really good. So we we have honored the process and the service style and the community style and the uh, the openness of the place, but we also honor the recipes, mm-hmm. and that's a big deal. That's uh, the that combination is what people will always come to the Martin for because it is completely unique. Um, and it's easier for us because I don't have to be creative on recipes because I'm not a cook. <laughs> um, you know, we just kind of we just kind of do great food, and people expect to have the same great food when they come. We have I don't know if you've seen I guess our we have a pretty big menu, mm-hmm. so there's always something that they can have that's something that they haven't had before. That's really really good, and we just stay there. I mean, I, I was having lunch with a. Um, uh, one of my friends today and the, the uh, waitress came over and said, would you like a menu? And he said, I don't need a menu. I've been eating here for 40 years. The only <laughs> thing that's changed in those 40 years are the prices. Right. So, yeah. Oh, that's that, incredible. That, that's what we do. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, so with those recipes and that community style, Mm-hmm. What can I expect from coming in for a meal today? If I were to stop by the Martin, um, you know, you, you mentioned that communal feel. Uh, mm-hmm. You order the entree, you get your entree, but what gets passed around? What stays wow. in front of you, and how does it all work? Okay, it's it is. I call the process. Um, the best way to put it, it is casual disciplined. And what I mean by that, it's a very casual restaurant to be in. Mm -hmm. The discipline comes with the uh, uh, working together of the cooks and the wait staff because it's five courses. You walk out, you walk out to bread, butter, and wine. The wine obviously is going to stay there. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you get, then you serve soup. We have great soups. Um, the um, and the soup is cleared. Then you're served uh, a salad with our house dressing on it, 
Rosie's house dressing with Basque beans with the salad. And the, the, the beans go on the salad. It's very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, the, but it's Rosie's beans. Then we have, those are taken. Then we come out with three side dishes, uh, a vegetable. Um, we do carrots and, and, and a special uh, green bean thing, uh, two separate ones. And those are Rosie's. Um, we'll have a Basque side dish. Rosie's recipe, uh, usually chicken basque, which is a chicken and pepper uh, stew, or chorizo and hominy stew. No, oh, those both sound incredible. Oh, they are. And then that, <laughs> we'll clear those. Then we'll bring out your entree and a huge plate of French fries, which are yeah. hand cut. With the Are French fries, yet? is that kind of uh, it? With the French fries, is that like a, a Basque thing? Yes, it is. Any Basque restaurant, you're going to have fries with your meal, even okay. though you have had mashed potatoes as one of the side dishes. Okay, makes no difference. You know, we, you don't you stand on tradition, right? Not on on what should be on the table. Um, your entree will come out. Fries will come out with it. When you're all done with that. We'll give you two to-go boxes and then serve you bread pudding for dessert. That's the meal. That sounds like, it sounds like you're going to leave very full. You're probably going to make good use of those to-go boxes. Yes, you are. And, you know, we say that if people don't leave in pain, we haven't done our job. (laughs) I love that. I love that. So, I mean, that's, that's the typical meal. It's a five-course meal. And the precision part of the service is, as you can imagine, you know the business, mm-hmm. is what it takes for the servers and the cooks to get everything at that. You might have a table of 10 people and have three different parties at that table. Mm-hmm. And to get everything at that table at exactly the right time so that the parties, although they're having totally different entrees, the entrees will all hit the table at the same time. Right. That's the precision of it. Yeah, I'd imagine that uh, that that takes some, like you said, some precision, some coordination, a lot of communication <laughs> to make that work. A lot of, lot of communication, a lot of, um, obviously some things take longer to cook than others. Some of the pastas take longer than others. And there's always communication to get the cooks to be ready for when the ticket is even presented to them. Mm-hmm. So th- there's just a lot of work. And uh, one of the great things about the Martin is that my average tenure is 12 years. Mm-hmm. So these servers and these cooks, it's not so much that they do it in, the, in their sleep, but they know what they're doing. Right. They have been doing it and doing it. And they can, I have a, um, one cook who can do 90 dinners by himself and they're all perfect. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And which, I mean, that's incredibly rare to have staff in, in the restaurant business that sticks around like that. Oh yeah. You, you yeah. just don't it, see it, that it, today. No, no, you don't. Um, and we have a special way that we, bussers to us are very important. Very, very important. 
uh, because they're the ones clearing in between the, uh, the courses. Mm-hmm. So we are very particular about our bussers. We are very specific. Uh, we, they come out of the high school. We look for FFA, Future Farmers of America, 4-H, and athletes. Okay. Those are, the, those are the three groups that we recruit from to get bussers because they, they all know teamwork. They all know how to have a second gear, and they all know the importance of good service. Mm-hmm. We don't have to educate on, on what is actually kind of basic. Right, right. So that's how we build the team. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Which I would imagine as well with, you know, being a smaller town, again, that's going to lend to some of that longevity, but also harder to find those quality individuals that can come in and, and fill those gaps. You know, actually, it's not that bad. We've had some off years where we just couldn't get quite what we wanted. Mm-hmm. But but we've, you know, we have a, the girls, even the bussers, they do really well financially. Mm-hmm. So the high school knows that if we're looking for people, it, they're, they're not coming in minimum wage. That's for sure. Right. Uh, you know, they're they're going to they're a busser at night. They're they're going to they're going to do well for age mm-hmm. and for what they're doing. So, you know, we have a um, and it's also a community. So the so people naturally, the grown ups, if you will, kind of take pride if the, if their daughter is working at the Martin. I have a. Uh, a friend who is the assistant DA and his daughter is a, is a busser for us now. One of the best we've ever had. Um, and you know, I mean, it, you have fun with these people. Mm-hmm. I told him that I wouldn't, that if I was going to hire his daughter, he would have to give me three, get out of jail free passes, <laughs> you know? So he hasn't, but I think well, <laughs> if anything terrible would happen, I think I, I, I might be able to lean on him a little bit, but it's, right. it's that kind of community where you have the, the daughter of a rancher or you have uh, the daughter of, of somebody else in town or something, something like that. And it's, it's um, those, those girls really uh, work hard and they look forward to it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really awesome. It, it's great yeah. to be a part of that community feel and that that community yeah. vibe. I'm sure. Yeah, there are only seven thousand people here, so yeah, you can't walk through Walmart. That's exactly. For sure. Exactly. So I, I I have one last question for you. Um, sure. Maybe two questions, but uh, one big one that I was thinking of while we've been chatting. Uh, mm-hmm. so for you, you've, you've kind of, you know, you had an uncle that had the business for 30 years and mm-hmm. major change of pace for you from, uh, working in a bank to now owning a restaurant. And, and I can tell from talking with you, you just have a lot of passion for it. You have a lot of love for the business. What has been the best part of owning the Martin for you personally? That's tough. Because there's a lot, but I think for me personally, um, it's uh, it's the community thing. You know, you, you you have a restaurant where people sit around the community table, and in 
Winnemucca, the Martin is one of the hubs. Mm-hmm. And that's the satisfying part. Um, we're not on the historical uh, register because the building is architecturally important. We're on the National Registry because the second qualifier for the National Registry is that the business in the building is a significant contributor to community events. Mm-hmm. And that's the core of the Martin, and that's really the most satisfying part. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell from talking with you that's something, yeah. that's an aspect of the business that really yeah. speaks to you. And it, well, it speaks to me, but it speaks to me profitably. Right. If you know what I mean. Right. Because it works. Right. You know, it, 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 you know I, could never, I could never own a TGI of Fridays. I just <laughs> couldn't do it. Nothing against the fine people there, but this works. And when you respect those things, it continues the business. That's great. So very selfishly. Yeah, very selfishly. Yeah. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I've really appreciated the, the time you spent today talking with me. And one last question. Sure. Uh, if I'm listening to this podcast right now, how can I find out more about you guys? Okay. Um, the... Uh, Let's see. We have a website, themartinhotel.com. That's probably one of the best. Um, we were just written up in the Smithsonian Magazine. Um, so there's this pretty good selection of, of us there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more, uh, there's always something, some way about us out in the media. Uh, I think there's more out there than I ever connect to. Um, just because it's such a unique little place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say the, the website and then come see us. We're, all, we're right on it. Everybody eventually goes down Interstate 80 through Nevada. Right. You're going across the country. You're going to take Interstate 80, and that's where we are. So stop by and find us. Well, that's great. And I'll definitely make sure that I link to your website and some of these articles as well so that people can learn more about you guys and what you do. Good. And the the one in the Smithsonian does a really good job of explaining the Basque culture. Really good. It, it was a, I was very surprised. Um, the, the lady who wrote it, um, we had a conversation about this long and then she did some more research and she, she came up with a great article so. mm-hmm. no that's awesome i'm, I'm definitely going to check yeah. that out myself okay. it's been fascinating I, i've loved talking with you love learning more about the martin hotel and i want to thank you for your time well thank you for thinking of us have a great day all right special thanks to john for taking the time to come on and talking a little bit about Basque food. And if you are ever making the trip along I-80 cross-country and you're going through Nevada, make sure you take a stop in Winnemucca and enjoy some great Basque food. It sounds absolutely incredible, just super hearty dishes that are going to leave you super full. Like he said, if you you aren't in pain, they didn't do their job, so... Uh, make sure you go in and check them out, and uh, I'm linking to their website and 
so that you can get in there. And also that Smithsonian article, I'm going to link to that as well so that you can check it out, read a little bit more about this great historic icon in the state of Nevada. That's all I have for this week. Super grateful for you for listening to the show. Make sure you leave a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast and tell someone about the show. It's really going to help grow that audience. We're over a thousand downloads now, which is awesome. Keep up the good work. Keep sharing. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Have a great day. Until next time. <laughs>